0: Hi everybody and welcome to the video and live streaming show I'm John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof and today on the show we're talking all about video creation how you go from that initial idea to recording to editing and ultimately publishing and promoting that work so that's coming up today uh, we are going out live to all the various places so we'd love to hear from you where you're actually watching that would be awesome um, Sam how has your week been I, I understand there's been some big things happening for you in the last week or so
1: yeah it's been good um it was my wife's birthday yesterday and so uh shout out to amanda uh yeah it was a pretty amanda yeah it was it was a pretty chill birthday but uh we did like sushi and stuff like that this is a picture of us at the fur ball which happened the weekend prior um so yeah we'll That that's a much bigger sort of thing. Where this is the kitten rescue annual gala event, which is their fundraising event, and uh, we, uh, as sort of prolific fosters of theirs, have lucked into every couple of years or so somebody donates tickets on our behalf. So thank you to Larry who who uh, donated my ticket. I don't know who did Amanda's, but yeah, it's their big annual fundraiser. They have like a hundred thousand dollar goal and. A lot of like, you know, who's who's of Cat Rescue are there. The Paw Project showed up and Nathan, the cat lady. Um, and, uh, you know, they uh, he was the MC, and uh, Blasco, who's a musician. Some people may know who Blasco is and some other stuff like that. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just a good time. And, you know, you get an open bar and a free vegan meal and a, a gift bag and all sorts of goodies. So it was fun. Um, yeah that's that's pretty much how the week
0: was yeah a night with the uh without the kids too without the kids yeah we lucked into
1: actually having a babysitter turn up like we all of our regular babysitters aged out and went on to uh college so we were in like panic mode and then uh one of amanda's um teacher like co-teachers at the school she works at was like my kid is old enough we're like that's great. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> Take the risk. <laughs> uh, thanks, Insomnia, nice. for the birthday wish. I'll pass that along.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, How was your week? Uh, my my week's been pretty good actually. I, I took some time off from my day job and uh, I did some extra content creation, which. I know it sounds really weird to other people, but it it genuinely makes me happy when I I can do that. And I've been creating a few extra videos and stuff. There have been some really weird things happening. And I don't know if um, Mercury is in the microwave, as they say on TikTok. (laughs) But um, between uh, LinkedIn and YouTube this week, um, and I just want to bring some people into the, the conversation as well. Um, So, Said one thing I noticed during the week was that if I create an event on LinkedIn and I schedule that through StreamYard, uh, it's fine. But the minute I go to actually edit the event or add a speaker, it actually completely changed the time on me. And it was really sort of encouraging to discover earlier today that I'm not the only person that this is happening to. So. Mm. Uh, if you are watching over on LinkedIn, um, there isn't a lot happening in the About section, um, but there is sort of in the initial post. Um, and seed's also asking about YouTube. Um, if you wanted to, you could... Uh, I, I think there's actually a link in, in there, but... Um... Let me just shove this up on the screen for a second. So, if you want to head over to my YouTube channel or visit johnlacey.com forward slash YouTube, that will redirect you if you want to check that out. Um, oh, but essentially... good, my... <laughs> Sorry. Go on. We have dueling YouTubers. Go on, John. You, you we do. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's an interesting thing I don't think people understand is that we both do this show together, but it both goes out to separate properties of ours um but again i just want to touch on the the weird youtube thing that happened earlier Mm. today and that's if i go to the community tab it tells me i have no videos i have no access to anybody's videos i can't post or share a video it is so bizarre
1: i i just posted the community thing because i was waiting for our show to start thinking that uh, it actually being live might bypass that issue it did not (laughs) it still was unable to find it but if i just pasted the url into the um the post part itself it actually did create an embed from that
0: i mean i i tried to to do that but it, it gave me no joy whatsoever but again that's just the joy of technology so i guess we've got to roll with it but again thank you to everybody who's joining us um Thank you to Insomnia Doodles who actually indulged me in this ridiculous thing that I keep trying to make happen, which is Team Live and Team Replay. <laughs> so if you want to throw that into the chat, I would appreciate that. That's, that's awesome. Uh, but today we're talking all about actually creating videos. And I know there are a lot of steps with this and it can be quite overwhelming for a lot of people, especially when they're starting out. We want to sort of break this down into four basic categories. And again, we won't give you all the answers. We're just going to give you some things that you might want to think about and things that have worked well for us today. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it would be great to hear from people in the chat. If you are, um, if you do make videos or if you do live stream, let, it, let us know about what you're doing. We'd love to hear that. Um, but I guess, first of all, Sam, like when it comes to the ideation of, of this, like... I think it's worthwhile sort of reflecting on what is the goal of the video so what are you hoping that it will do because you know maybe it's just to entertain maybe it's to educate maybe it's to promote something maybe sure. it's to build awareness but uh, i know that you do a lot of different content between uh different things that the cute avalanche and TV and all of that wonderful stuff how do you sort of think about, um, you know, when it comes to what is my video actually going to do? How will I know it's successful? How do you think about that?
1: Sure. I mean, I think, you know, every everything's different. Every niche is like, you know, a different category of what you're going to do. And you have to make sort of a choice between how uh, specific do I want to get in this particular thing or how broad do I want to keep it, how, you know. Current event versus, uh, you know, evergreen, that kind of stuff. There's a lot of things to really take into account. But I think when you're initially trying to figure out, like, you know, what video to make, if you've got a community, even if it's one other person, that's your sounding board. Like, whatever questions they have, that's the video to make. The person who's going to show up to watch, you're making videos for them. Um, And if you don't have that person, figure out who those people are right? Be like, I'm doing cat videos. It's people who probably don't have cats of their own. Maybe they do, but probably they don't. Uh, And what video can I make for them? Um, Yeah. So I think that that's the starting point is, is really just seeing who you have in your community or creating a facsimile of that community. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. And I think, uh, yeah. and again, for the benefit of anyone that doesn't know, like Sam um, and his wife, Amanda, who we saw earlier, um, they are involved in cuteavalanche.com, which is all about sort of fostering um, uh, kittens and also sharing that work via video and, and live streaming. Sure. And I think it's a great example because I potentially you have uh, people in the audience that have their own cats and, you know, they, they want to hear more about caring for their cats. And that's certainly something that happens in your podcast just kidding yeah. around but also definitely those people that would like cats but can't have them because maybe they're in a tiny apartment or maybe they're allergic yeah. but they just want to see the the cuteness yeah um so saeed is saying that uh, i try to create videos mostly short clips for linkedin davinci resolve is my go- go-to tool for editing uh DaVinci Resolve is a great program. Like it's and it's bizarre to me that it is literally free. Um yep. the only thing I would say is there is a bit of a learning curve there. So um you do need to invest some time, but I think it's it's probably definitely worth worth doing. So yeah, just a sure. big shout out to some of the people joining us in the chat today. So Michelle J. Raymond is saying good day, uh, because she's in Sydney, uh, nearby. Um, Jamie, also on LinkedIn, is saying that LinkedIn is really glitchy today. Hello, guys. So, again, it seems to be, you know, I keep joking about Mercury being in the microwave, but there seems to be something happening this week. Um, and in so many Doodles wrote, Team Live is the best. I'd like to see someone try to argue otherwise. <laughs>
1: well, they would be <laughs> very slow about it. <laughs>
0: so, yes, yes. Anyway. Although some people do do <laughs> that, and yeah, um, uh, ender gaming actually often sort of drops in after the the event, and society, sure. Which we we appreciate that. We, you know, we realise that's the thing about live. You, you're not always in a position to join us, um, but you know, it's it's worth checking out. So, I guess getting back to the ideation. So, you know, we've spoken a little bit about the goals and and the audience, but I think you know it's worthwhile thinking about the kind of video that you're creating. And whether it's long-form content, whether it's short-form content. um, Even, you know, getting back to some of those aspects, like, is it it entertaining? Are you trying to impart some some wisdom or some knowledge there? And think about, you know, what you actually need to do. Because if you know what those goals are ahead of time, you can really plan towards it.
1: Right. Um, I I think when we talk about goals, you should really, you know put it out there. Like if you have something very obvious, that is a sales driven goal for your video, you know, put that right up at the top. Be like, this is, you know, my goal is to get X number of people signed up to my newsletter. My goal is to sell t-shirts. My goal is to sell an e-course, whatever it is, then that's the goal. And then you take that to, uh, you know, create ideas for your community that funnel
0: to that sale absolutely uh, and again you know it's it, it it'd be great to actually get michelle onto this show at some point because sure. um, she she talks about social selling a lot and you do need to actually make that ask if you are trying to sell a, a good or service it may not be every piece of content that you put out there but it's certainly worth uh worthwhile doing that um let's although you know it's it's not uncommon for people to go i don't know what to talk about i have, sure. I have no idea to, where to start, and again. If you are sort of using video to showcase your own expertise, there's a good chance you'll know a lot about a particular topic. And sometimes I think there is that danger that maybe you know a little bit too much, maybe you you go too deep and too thorough too too early, and maybe your audience isn't ready for that. So again, it's worthwhile checking in with the audience. But I just want to talk about a few tools that can be quite useful in terms of planning your content and also mm-hmm. just seeing what people are actually asking about. So. First of all, we've got uh, this one here, which is Answer the Public. And again, uh, for this particular tool, you can search for a particular topic. You can sort of specify uh, a language and a particular geographical area. And essentially this will give you information about what people are searching for in relation to that topic. It also does give you some cost per click information. So if you are trying to optimize for specific um, SEO terms or do some paid advertising, that's there as well. Um, this, this actually does have a free plan and so does the the next one I'll show you in a second and you can do sort of three searches a day. So, um, the other one, which I've, I've only just discovered this week, but it's, it's kind of nifty. So this is called also asked and it does a very similar thing, but it's very much focused around specific questions. And, uh, you know, in this example, and I'll just zoom in a little bit so you can see this more clearly. I've sort of mentioned OBS Studio because that's something I talk about from time to time, and it's also it sort of gives me four basic questions and then some additional questions off those as well. So, is OBS Studio really free? Um, what's OBS Studio used for? Is it good or bad? Do streamers use OBS Studio? So these are a couple of places that you can start, and again, they both have free options to to get started, and I think both of them actually give you sort of three free searches, if you know what I mean, per day. Um, so one third thing I'll just mention briefly um, is the YouTube Studio. So this is actually the YouTube Studio app on my Android phone. Um, I was looking for this, this functionality on the, the desktop browser and I couldn't find it, but it might be in there as well. But essentially they've got this research um, tab, which is in the analytics section. And you can search for topics and it'll give you top searches uh, for, for different things. So that can be a really, really useful way of, uh, of working and, and just, you know, create a list of the things that you might want to cover in the future.
1: Yeah. And uh, this is kind of like a side to all of that. I, I use most of those. I think that's great. Also, you can just find topics by like searching keywords in things like Twitter. Like I literally was on Twitter earlier today, uh, not doing this. And I was looking up a specific platform and like one of the results that came back was something that baffled my mind so much that somebody had gone to this extent to do what they were doing. And then somebody in the comments was like, yeah, how can we have to do it that way? And I was like, you, you don't, you absolutely have made this too hard for yourself. (laughs) <laughs> like, like that's that's a thing I could make a video on. So, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, inspiration can come from any anywhere.
0: <laughs> it's funny you mention that because uh, I don't know a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, uh, a very prominent YouTuber made a video about their uh, vertical video rig, and it was like mm-hmm. thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Mm and they sort of they wrote some it was just the way they they ex- expressed themselves like this was the definitive way of doing it and i'm like <laughs> who on earth is that for and of course it was for the you know the top two percent youtubers out there uh-huh. uh, and like it it was fine and it, it was it was kind of funny because he actually used my comments to make a subsequent video which is oh, nice. a little weird and not what i was expecting at all but... but
1: that is exactly what i'm saying to do find the comments from your community and make more videos out of it. There you go. That's exactly
0: it. Absolutely. Um, and i'll just check in with the, the comments again. So um Said saying I like infotainment videos. Sure. Um and you know, we have we have witnesses. Michelle has said she will definitely come on at some point. So we'll, we'll that make that. That is we'll a binding make, we'll make contract. <laughs> <laughs> um and I another thing, so this is this will probably lead me into a bit of a rant, so Sam might have to hold me back a little bit, but Michelle writes, um, my biggest video challenge is getting hung up uh, trying to create YouTube style and not a Michelle style. Trying to be a YouTube style creator took the, the joy out of things and made me avoid it. This is completely true, and one of the things that sort of frustrates me as someone who's in this video creation space is that every podcast I listen to, goes on and on about how you should be mr beast and i've got to tell you none of us are going to be mr beast for a variety of reasons and i kind of want you to be yourself first and foremost but i'm not even particularly interested in making videos of that style for me it's much more about education and, and training but it's such a such a valid point because i think a lot of us feel like we have to be a particular way and speak in a particular way and a few, uh, we did a uh, a show on vertical video and, uh, you know, it's hilarious to me that if you go on TikTok, everybody is using the influencer voice. And the minute you hear it, you go, oh, I'm being sold something and you flick it away. So it's much, much better to to actually just do the things that you want to do. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay, I... uh, and again... Yeah, go, go go ahead, Sam.
1: I, I would just say, if you ever get to a point where you're not having fun doing the thing you're doing, stop doing it. Like, what's the point? I just watched. Uh, there was this TikTok video about affiliate sales, and this girl was saying how, a lady, I'm sorry, was saying how she spent like six months building out this travel blog website for you know to to drive affiliate sales, and she hated it. Uh, and I was like, yeah, you you stop, absolutely stop doing that. Like. If you're not first and foremost, like waking up every day and being like, oh, I can't wait to do this thing today. Like, I'm like, oh, it's Friday. I can't wait to friggin' see John and do this show that we do. Yeah, stop doing it.
0: Don't do that. Do something else. And that's the thing I like to tell people is unless you've got a sponsor or a boss telling you you have to sure. do something, then, you know, within legal and moral considerations, you, you, you can pretty much do what you like.
1: No, even if this is your full time show. <laughs> Yes, there are other things to be considered. But even if it is your full-time job, I'm sure there's ways you can change it. If that is really something that you dread doing, I think maybe you need to take a look around.
0: Absolutely. Um, and say saying videos of dancing to K-pop for no reason always work um, if, you, if you're a good dancer. But the other thing we say about that is unless you want to be known for dancing... Right. Um, you know because that's the thing you See, might get really I would famous hate this. for dancing and never want to do that ever again i would i know <laughs> i i actually
1: case in point i played a pretty popular character on a tv show that had a very small dancing thing so when i first got onto tiktok i was like well this makes sense because he danced and there's dancing i did like three videos and i was like i don't want to do that
0: again i'm not into it <laughs> Absolutely. Um, big hello to my my good personal friend Angelina Davis, who writes, um, I would also argue that YouTubers are objectively annoying. So definitely be yourself, lol. <laughs> we love to see it. Um and Michelle's saying that now she makes videos her way and people Excellent. absolutely love them.
1: Great. Yeah, and I, I think that comes through. I think when you're actually having fun, like that shows way more,
0: you know, and like people are way more into it. And I I'm, I love all the chat. It's so so good to see. Um, say saying I I think if you want to start out with videos, you should create just create something that you are passionate and confident about. Mm-hmm. The first ones will be crappy. No what no matter what you do.
1: Oh no, I disagree. The first hundred will be crappy. <laughs> 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 it the the thing is, I think to some extent we all have some kind of perfectionism happening you know, in the in the content creation world. So like everything you did 10 videos ago is like the worst video you ever made. And like, all you can ever do is try to make something bigger and better next time.
0: Absolutely. Um, it's funny, I sort of teased during the week um, that this would be the point at which Sam would say something about AI, but um, we're actually running a little bit behind time. So if you can say something quickly about <laughs> AI for, for idea generation, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, no, if, if, if for some reason you've taken all of our advice and you're like, I just, I want to make a video this week and I'm just, the well has run dry. I've talked about every single thing I could possibly think to talk about. I don't know what to talk about anymore. AI go, you know, there's a, <laughs> just go, there's a bunch of AIs you can use chat GPT, you use a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I'm going to drop an affiliate link. This is go Charlie, which I like. It does a lot of other things. Um, but yeah, you can use that and uh, it'll help you create ideas. You can even, with, with go Charlie. the reason I like it is I can attach a file. So I can be like, here's a bunch of things I've done or here's my answer to the public. What can I uh, do? And And like, you know, give me 10 new ideas.
0: There you go. Absolutely. And the reason why I joke about Sam doing that is because I hate AI and I don't touch it with a barge pole. Um, no. So you yeah. do you. But, um, yeah, you can certainly check that out if, if you like. We'll be back in just a second. We are constantly training our cats every interaction that we have with them. Mm-hmm. So when Johan would get on my counter before, you know, this is 10 years ago before I was the cat expert that I am now. Johan would jump on the counter. What was the first thing I did? I'd say his name. Johan. He loves that. That's yeah. a reward for him. He mm-hmm. said, you just said my name. I would go over to him and I'd talk to him and be like, you can't be on the count. Johan loves when I talk to him. Ding, that's another reward for Johan. I'd pick him up and put him on the ground, but I didn't want him to think I was mad at him. So when I'd pick him up, I'd pick him up very nicely and kiss him on the head and say, I love you, but you can't be here. I'd put him on the ground. I had just done three things that rewarded him for being on the counter. So I was encouraging him to continue doing that. And that's a segment from Sam's podcast, Just Kittin' Around, which you can find out more about over at cuteavalanche.com. Yep. So this is the video and live streaming show. We're talking all about uh, creating videos this week um, from the initial idea to actually publishing and promoting it. And there's a whole lot happening in the chat. So I just want to check in briefly with that before we go too much further. Um okay cool so we'll just we'll just do this really really briefly um so i just want to say hi to lily white who's um a youtuber hey! from way back wow uh, it's great great to the have the company hey, and ender trading who funnily enough we actually meant i i mentioned like earlier in the show so you'll have to go back and listen to that <laughs> so thanks for joining us um but let's let's get back into our, our content for today so Once we've actually got our ideas and we we have a good sense of of where we might be going, I think it's really important to think about how you will be recording, how you'll be assembling your content. Um, And I guess, you know, often the first place I like to think about this, Sam, is that, you know, what are you recording to? Are you using a camera? Are you using a point and click thing, a DLSR, even just your phone, some sort of web camera? Um, what, what sort of things do you think we need to think about in terms of sort of establishing what gear we're going to be using?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of this is what is the final product have to look like, you know, what is our goal? Like if we're looking to create VOD format, you know, then you want, uh, to be shooting, you know, 16 by nine, you know, maybe a DSLR is the way to go, but maybe for whatever reason, you know, uh, and uh, you know, a, a smartphone is going to be the the move for you, and that, I think a lot of those our personal choices, assuming that nobody's dropping money on this, being like, I want this to be in 4K and giving you a bunch of variables. You have to make these sort of choices for yourself. Like if you're working with a brand or a sponsor, then a lot of times they will come at you with like, we want this, this, and this. And at least you have that boilerplate of like, okay, I have to fill in you know, the blanks on a few things, but these are set for me, uh, which is great, which is kind of why I like to have someone in charge of me. Because then I can be like, I don't have to make 100% of the decisions. I just have to make some of them, you know. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. when I do like things like UGC videos, oftentimes they'll be like, it's going to be a 9 by 16 shoot everything on your iPhone. And I'm like, great, that decision has been made for me. Now I just need to, you know, take it to uh, to the next step, create the beat sheet and make my production schedule and go from there. So I think, you know, a lot of those are, are choices that you need to make based on the project
0: itself. And it's funny because we do talk about constraints a lot on this show. And I think sometimes people don't like the idea of constraints. But the sure. truth is, if you have some of those those choices made for you up front, you don't have to expend extra mental energy on them. So it can be really, really useful. Um, again, say it's uh, just saying, use what you already have. So you can upgrade to other things yes. uh, when you work out on that. So, yeah. Um, in terms of recording, I guess another consideration is, you know, what are you recording to? Like, are you going to some, uh, you know, an SD card in your, in your camera, for example, or maybe recording directly to your computer? Again, I know, Sam, you do a lot of different content. I record pretty much everything straight to my computer. Like, I'm, I have a very desk-orientated um, situation, and part of the reason for that is because so much of what I do is actually sort of software tutorials, so it makes yeah. total sense for me to do that.
1: I actually have like three or four different production routines based on what I'm filming. So when we're doing something like this, we're shooting live. Everything is set up in my studio. I don't move any of this stuff around. We record locally. We record individual tracks and this entire thing here. So it's all kind of very confined in how much variation is happening. There's not a lot and then just about organizing those files and editing it down to turn it into a podcast and stuff like that. When I do something like um uh, a UGC video for a client, I'm like 100%, 98% of the time shooting just on my phone um and that's going to end up getting edited in CapCut. So I have like a whole transfer process of getting from my phone to CapCut either through my Mac or my PC, depending on where I am at the time. So there's a little bit of you know variation on that workflow. When I do something from, uh, you know, when I used to do like the weird news videos, that was all DSLR, I often had other people involved. And again, that's a completely different workflow to get from the uh, the camera to the computer into the hard drive and organized. And into the editing Absolutely. software. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting because I think like if some people saw the links and the sheer number of things I combine just to make the short clips of this this show, like it probably is overkill. Like I'm probably just sure. doing too much. Like I've got I've got my original footage out straight out of the camera. I've got audio from the the Rodecaster Pro. Uh, but again, you just need to figure out what works for you. So yeah. Um, I I guess one thing, and this is probably a slight detour, but I think it's worth talking about because this is the video and live streaming show, is that if you are actually live streaming with an intention of repurposing the content, um, a lot of the tools these days have different options for either isolated recordings and Mm -hmm. local recordings. But again, it's really worthwhile thinking through the trade-offs of those because... If you do use isolated recordings, and we try to do that mostly for this show um, within StreamYard, the only thing you do need to consider is that this is sort of uploading, um, not quite in real time, but uh, not too far off it either. So again, that can yeah. have some implication for your internet connection. Um, also, if you are using the sort of the, the version that's being recorded in the cloud, it may not be the quality. It may not be as in sync as something that's locally recorded on on your personal computer
1: yeah for sure i've actually had some issues recently with those Streamyard recordings Where like your uh your track versus the the double you know us both together it was just like a microsecond off and uh i wasn't in a very complicated and i was using CapCut, and <laughs> the, the audio syncing on that is not uh not a great thing it's not nearly as good as i could do in like uh, adobe premiere or uh uh, uh, avid. Um, so yeah, it was, it was enough. It wasn't noticeable enough that if I just muted your track that didn't seem like it was synced enough, like it didn't look bad, but there I could hear it for sure. Um, so that is definitely a thing that happens. And, and when you're doing stuff with, um, uh, let's call it a a cloud-based recording like this. Um, you can run into a problem where that issue will get worse the longer that goes on. Uh, So if you're both, you know, if you have a situation where you have a guest and a host and you're both recording locally, you should not run into that kind of problem.
0: And I guess, like, I I do feel compelled to note that the local recordings, the the isolated, well, yeah, I guess they're probably isolated recordings, but that feature in both Restream and StreamYard is technically still in in beta, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but, you know, if you can capture these things, it's probably worthwhile to do so and just make a call about how you'll use them later on. Um, Michelle's just noting that she's uh, had some issues with local recordings, too, and I know that she uses StreamYard, but... Uh, you know, it's just, it, these are good things to keep in mind. But I guess yeah. if you are recording sort of a, a VOD, video on demand, you, traditional sort of YouTube video, um, I think it's really important to think about what are the key moments that you actually want to capture. And also, what are the the supporting moments? So maybe what is the B-roll footage that you want to look um, for? And I think this is the point at which it can become really useful to have some sort of plan or a script or a storyboard, depending on, you know, how elaborate what you're doing actually is. Um, and I should, you know, Sam, you've recently made some videos about a, I'm guessing a local to you coffee brands where you played a number of different characters within, mm. within a skit. So maybe can, can you talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, how you actually made sure that you had everything you needed and you set up those scenes so you were good to go when you came to edit?
1: Yeah, I didn't. No, I did. And then I actually (laughs) still ended up having to reshoot one of them because I just didn't didn't like it. Um, But yeah, like I've talked about this a lot in the past, like when you're doing anything that's more complicated than go live and then cut it up later, like script out as much as you possibly can and then go through that script. And you're going to give it the Hollywood treatment of finding everything that is in a specific location and then everything that's going to be shot at a specific, um, you know, shot. So like a close-up or a meeting shot, I want to get all of those things. Thankfully with that particular video, I was looking at, you know, like a, uh, I don't know, was that a minute long at the most or something like that. So it was really a bunch of one take, you know, shots where I would just repeat the whole script. Cause it wasn't that much. I had a teleprompter set up. And I would put that off to where the eye line should line up for, Hey, it's me from the future. Um, <laughs> so I could just do it that way. Uh, but yeah, you want to shoot all of the things to, you know, you're not going to go back and forth and be like, okay, here's the first line of me over here dressed up in the future. And then I talk to this guy. So now I have to go do that. You're shooting all of those things at once, all of the Sam from the present close-ups shot in one shot. Then you do the medium shot then flip it, get dressed as Sam from the future, shoot all of those medium shots and close-ups after that so you're not, you know, breaking down and setting up a million times over. Uh, anything you can do to, to minimize your workload is, is you know, in your best interest.
0: And I guess in, in that example, like you being the... You being the entire talent for everything, like it's inconvenient for you to maybe go back and reshoot some of that stuff. But it may not physically be possible if you're working with other people and gear that's being hired. Like you really need to make sure you have what you need because you can't just go back and um, and, and sort of recreate it. And I I guess one thing that I see a lot in traditional TV advertising is that they clearly do... A whole bunch of variations on the basic script and sometimes you know there'll be a 30 second version and sometimes there'll be a five second version Mm -hmm. and like they will just get all all kinds of variations and that may be something that's worthwhile for you depending on your project
1: yeah that's actually um something that especially with these sort of ugc videos that i do that i do a lot of which is i try and over deliver like i make whatever the promise is that i know i can accomplish in whatever the time frame is and then you know, I give them more. So and the generally the way that is, is that they ask for a certain amount of stuff. And then I will ad lib three or four or five new hooks to that video. So they could theoretically cut it down and make it a different video altogether as well. Um, You know, sometimes there'll be other ad libs throughout. But yeah, like that is one trick that will like really help you take one piece of content and make four co- pieces of content from it is just changing the hook. <laughs> like,
0: And I feel like I keep using this as an example, but it just, it, it scares the hell out of me. Um, I, like you just hear these stories about people yep. uh, having all the talent, all the camera crew, everybody there. And it turns out that the batteries in the wireless mics weren't working that day. Oh and it's like, Maybe you can overdub uh, something there, but it's just it's just so painful. So again, it's it's worth making sure you've got all your, your ducks in a row. Yeah,
1: I mean, and test. Like always, always test. Like everything always changes and th- a new thing goes wrong every time. No matter what it is, something new will go wrong. I remember when I first got my Zoom, I went to, uh, uh, which is a portable audio recorder for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, I went to VidCon and I like straight out interviewed someone had not played with that zoom before and nothing recorded on it, but I have the video, Mm -hmm. which has no audio (laughs) track to it. So that was cool.
0: (sighs) Absolutely. So we're going to come back in a second and talk about actually putting together all those, those various texts that you've got. So this is the video on live streaming show. Hi, I'm John Lacey and in build a presentation muscle. I want to talk about finding your voice, refining and sharing your message, using tools and technology to share that message and looking after yourself as a creator. That's a bit of a plug for my podcast, Build a Presentation Muscle, which you can learn more about over at johnlacey.com. But today on the show, we're talking all about uh, creating a video from that initial idea all the way to actually publishing and promoting it. And let me just switch to our our new tab because I forgot to do that in in all the excitement. So we're going (laughs) to go to the edit tab right now. So let's talk about actually putting things together. And I guess the first thing that's probably worth knowing is how are you going to edit? Like what what editing tool are you going to use? And, uh, you know, we already heard some love for uh, DaVinci Resolve in the chat. There are all kinds of things out there. And to be really honest with you, I don't think it matters too much which one you use as long as you know how to use it well. And one yeah. of the things that I see a lot is, you know, there's all kinds of marketing and, and the fear of missing out is being promoted. But I, I just feel like you lose so much if you spend your whole life jumping from tool to tool because you'll never <laughs> get the, the muscle memory, the experience to, to use those properly. Um, but we're going to talk about one in specific, um well probably a couple uh in a moment but i guess sam like what do you think people need to know when they first approach uh, an editing tool
1: i mean i think before you even get into the tool be organized about your files um like one of the one of the things that i like to do is i have like a folder structure on my desktop that has all of the different you know things so like B roll goes into its own folder capture, which is this kind of thing where it's me talking to the camera, that kind of thing goes its own folder and so on and so forth, sound effects, whatever. And then follow that uh, structure inside your editing software. Almost every software I know will allow you to replicate some sort of folder structure. Um, And then you do like sort of rounds of edits. I like to do like what I call my assistant at my AE edit which is your draft you just kind of get broad strokes of like here's big chunks of i know i have all of the pieces i need and then you can start to finesse and at some point i usually grab a uh, a music track so i can start to make those finesses even more tight to a specific soundtrack uh which will give it a little more of whatever emotion i'm trying to drive at that point point. Um, and then Once I've got all of the cutting down, uh, you can go in to do things like your auto, your captions, your auto captions, either way, depending on what you're doing and any adding any kind of like effects and transitions and graphics on top of that.
0: Absolutely. And I guess, um, you know, before we even get to the editing software, one thing you may need to consider is like, are you actually collecting assets from from other people? And that could be other video, that could be audio, that could be music, that could be images, and like, what, how you actually plan to do that? And obviously, we have some great tools out there in the form of Google Drive and um, Microsoft OneDrive, and uh, I'm forgetting one of them. Dropbox is is another famous option uh, that you can certainly use. But I guess one of the things, um, and speaking of specific video editors, one of the cool things about CapCut, and CapCut is a free video, well, mostly free. There is a premium option there. Um, but it's a it's basically free. It's cross platform. You can use it on Apple, Windows, uh, on your mobile device as well. And one of the really nifty things about this is that they have what they call CapCut Spaces. So yeah. you can essentially create a workspace that you can share with other CapCut users, and they can make changes to that. It's funny we did it when we did it, an entire show on CapCut. They literally just released this this feature earlier that morning. And it's been really handy for us, because I know um, a little while ago, Sam was making a a demonstration video on something, and it just picked up the wrong microphone, um, which is such a such a thing that happens to all of us all the time. Um, but he sent me sort of a link to the CapCut space. I sort of rendered it and, and took it into Adobe Podcast, of all things, uh, to, to fix it up a little bit. So... It's it's great in that sense because you can share it collaboratively. People can make changes to it, but it could also be just a useful way of showing, like the clients, for example, if you are making some um, content that they need to approve as well. So,
1: yeah, and and it also it does individual file transfer or an entire project. So, like like John said, like I could straight out send an entire project over he can make changes and like refresh the upload and then I'll see all those changes on my end, which is great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, that's that's really cool. And again, there are all kinds of tools out there. I use uh, Camtasia for a lot of my editing um, because it is sort of, Uh, for that screen capture that I I do so much of. Um, And I do like their library feature, although the thing I did learn this week is that you have to be a little bit careful about how much stuff you're storing in your your Camtasia (laughs) library. I had like 327 gigabytes worth of stuff and I'm wondering why my hard drive is suddenly full. So make sure you go back and check that stuff. But... I guess in terms of actually using, uh, you know, video editing software to tell a story or maybe set some expectations or create intrigue, um, you know, what are some of the techniques, Sam, that we might employ to actually make our content a little more compelling?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I was saying earlier, like you choose your music wisely and, you know, make sure that that applies to the, the emotion you're trying to give that video and that story uh you know you don't want to put the happy fun music in like a (laughs) like a horror setting i mean maybe you do actually who knows um but yeah just just be mindful of that sort of thing and your aesthetic in general um there's a lot of little you know things you can do to uh set the mood and uh and carry that around you know
0: absolutely and i guess the other thing is uh you know we can we can sort of use sort of pacing and and uh yeah you know maybe you tease somebody with some content that happens at later on in the video initially just to to grab them in and have some kind of hook and maybe set up a question mark in, in the the viewer's mind just to, to open yes. that loop and maybe close it later on yeah um, i mean I, I think
1: no, I think I, I a lot of a lot of that also comes at the uh in in the sort of ideation research planning phase of like when you're creating what you're creating like knowing the that opening line that the what it, what that hook is going to be and like how you want to present that um and what the visual behind it will be as well. And like in today's, you know, day and age there's there's been a big sort of shift in how people start Uh, online content specifically, but I've even seen this in in television to some extent, where there used to be a lot more sort of teasing of like, this is what we're going to get to. But now I think uh, it's very go, go, go. And what we want to see is like, this is the thing. This is a cake that looks like a a Louis Vuitton bag. And then how did we get there? You know, Mm -hmm. here is the problem. uh, And now how do we fix it?
0: And I guess especially on a lot of the vertical short form platforms like you are for sure. just being served up random things and you kind of have to sell whatever you're trying to do in in the first one or two seconds really. Oh yeah. Um so you know it may be a different edit for that as opposed to maybe a more traditional video on demand on YouTube or or what have you. So uh it's you know it's it's a great way of doing that. I guess especially as we head towards spooky season. You know, things like creating that atmosphere with the sound effects and the music, mm-hmm. maybe even thinking about the, the colouring of your, or uh, the colour correction of your, your video as well. Uh, a lot of sort of dark and ominous things potentially happening out there as well. So those are certainly great things. But I guess the other thing that is probably worthwhile thinking about in terms of actual editing is, you know, what are the rep- repurposing options? So... Again, we sort of already mentioned that maybe if you are on a recording day, maybe you do want to have a few different um, variations on on the theme. But I guess, obviously, we can convert between vertical video and horizontal video. We can have shorter segments and and longer segments. Um, Is there anything that you think we should keep in mind in in that regard, Sam?
1: Yeah, I mean, time-wise, keep in mind that, you know, anything over a minute is really not especially on youtube it's no longer considered a short it just shows up as a vod the uh take this with a grain of salt because this was another creator who did his own sort of study on this but the ideal uh times for vertical video are 13 seconds or 60 seconds uh so those are the ones that performed best um and again yeah you want to uh set up a very strong hook and then um, you want to deliver on that. You don't want to dilly dally with like playing around and stuff. Like it, you have to really start to deliver on whatever you're promising for that video immediately. Um, I had another point and then I, I dilly-dallied and I lost my own point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it'll come back to you. I I just wanted to note that um, Lily in the chat is mentioning uh, video thumbnails. And we're going to talk about those when we come back in just a moment.
1: If you've been watching us for a while or this is your first time and you're thinking, Sam, John, this is great stuff, but I'm wearing a lot of hats already and I don't need to add this to my list of things that I'm doing, but I really want to live stream. I've got you covered. I've been a freelance technical director and stream operator for 20 years and I can help you either with one-on-one counseling, setups of shows, or even run your whole show for you. Get in touch with me, samproof at gmail.com or find out more at samproof.tv. I know that guy.
0: I was oh, just yeah. thinking, you looks you look different. I couldn't quite figure out what it was, but I think it was the lack of headphones. But yes, no, if you are looking down. for a live stream producer, <laughs> Sam can really uh, help you out in that regard. So uh, reach out to him in all the various places. But let's talk about actually promoting our content because it's one thing to create your video, um, but like if no one ever gets a chance to see it, like w- what is the point? So. I guess the first thing I would probably encourage people to think about is like, where is your video going to actually live? Where is it going to reside? Is it just going to be in one place and you potentially send all the people to that destination? Or do you maybe share it um, on on different social media platforms more natively? And I guess there are a few different considerations um, in terms of that. Um, and, and it probably comes back to your the video goals, but probably also... Your personal goals or your business goals as well. So, Sam, how do you think that we should um, think about that? Because I, I know it's it's been a bit of a running gag on this show ever since we started that we say don't don't be everywhere all at once, right. but, or, And then I come back and say, yeah, but if you got the video, just upload it and see what happens.
1: Yeah. So, I mean that that's the thing is like it, it's a balance between how much free time do you have, and can you make it work on that whatever site it you know it it's going on to um i think even if you know i don't know is that the statement i want to make i yeah <laughs> okay if you have the video sure if you have the free time throw it out to every single thing um but you do need to like be able to follow up like see what comments are coming in on those platforms and answer all of those comments. You know, it, if you've gotten to the point where you're too, uh, too busy, then either you need to cut back on those platforms or hire someone to do that for you, right? Um, but yeah, I think even if you do throw it up to 12 different platforms, you should have some knowledge in your head of like, the main one that I'm actually focusing on is this. You
0: know, because you need to be clear on that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I guess, like, for me, I'm trying to prioritize sort of LinkedIn and YouTube over all else. But I do, like, yeah. I do share a lot of content on Twitter and all the millions of Twitter clones that are out there sure. and Instagram and Facebook and different places. But again, um, you know, in some ways, my, my goal is to keep people on LinkedIn. But if they're not on LinkedIn, my goal is to push them to YouTube. So, again... And a lot of that comes back to I want to I want to get to a thousand um, subscribers one day and uh, unlock all those features. I'm I think I'm at seventy nine right now, so it's probably a, a little way off. But um, but you know if you do know that those are your strategic goals, you can sort of build towards them in that fashion. So it's it's definitely worth sort of having a sense of that and uh, and working on uh, you know where where you're actually headed. Um, and Lily mentioned earlier in the chat, the thumbnails are important. And I guess that's the next point that I want to make is that your video project isn't just a single video file. It's it's a, a lot more than that. It sort of includes things like the thumbnail, your title, your description, any captioning resources, any yeah. text that you write about the video, whether that is part of maybe a YouTube description, whether that's maybe social media messages, it's really worthwhile sort of collecting all this stuff and keeping it in a central location that you can find again, because I guess the other thing too is you might want to repost this content at another time down, down the track. Like, uh, you know, if, uh, some, some social media platforms are quite ephemeral, they'll, they'll show your stuff for a day or two and, you know, people will really need to go looking for it again. So, um, are there any other things that, that you think we should think about in terms of a, a video package?
1: yeah I mean uh, so yeah, you got your thumbnail is very important uh your title and description and and even within your description, I think you should um, uh, on like YouTube, I feel like it is one of the most underutilized parts of uh, of the video is that YouTube video description because it gives you so many characters worth of uh, space to utilize. so like, really use that. Um, I like, yeah, Lily says SEO tags. Um, I really like if I have a chance to go into that YouTube description and we have our initial sort of paragraph about what this video is actually about. uh, And then I'll go in um, and add like a bunch of, these are questions from either answer the public or something like that. And here are the answers as I would say in this video so that, you know, it kind of picks up those things in SEO. Uh, And then after all of that, I'll do a sort of boilerplate chunk that is about me. Um, And then uh, you have three hashtags that you can put into a YouTube video. So definitely use those. Um, If you use more than that, it just kind of ignores them as far as being clickable. Uh, But probably there's still SEO in there. Uh, And then they say that the the YouTube tags, keywords are like really low weight, but they're they're still there. So it mm-hmm. might be worth using it. And if you're doing regular niche content, you can create, um, through, uh, geez, what do I use to buddy? You can create sort of like a clipboard block of like standard, uh, keywords that you'll use like live stream, YouTube, Twitch, whatever it is. And then it just puts all those in at the click of a button for you. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you do all of your social media, and I think again, an underutilized thing is the YouTube community tab when it's working correctly, which we <laughs> we've ranted about Just earlier not today. today, not today. Um, and yeah, like if you've got a newsletter, use that newsletter, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and either post links or embed your video into that. I don't I don't know how much that affects uh, those sort of spam filters that are out there, so be cautious. Um, but yeah. I think there's there's just so much you can do. So the biggest advice I would give on any of this is to A, create a master doc that says, these are the things I'm going to do whenever I do content. Uh, And then you can create like a Trello for your workflow uh, and then sort of make checklists and columns for that project to go through, which I just did one for this show and it's intense. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so you know and obviously different platforms are going to have different options um i guess the the thing that youtube themselves sort of say about the the tags as opposed to the hashtags is that that's a great place to put misspellings so yes you know if there are popular misspellings if there are variations on the the way that you describe things I always describe live stream as a single word, but I do try to go in and sort of have that as a a variation there as well. So once you've, and again, different video platforms will give you different options. So it's worth exploring those, but I guess once it's out there, you know, think about how you can actually share that link and with whom, and it could be as simple as just DMing somebody a link and saying, Hey, I made this. I thought you might be interested in in it. It could be adding something to your email signature. It could be sharing it on social media. Again, um, you know, I I think the thing I know about most content creators is they can be really self-conscious about sharing things. So um, I really want to encourage you to get over that because the social media algorithms are so fickle. People aren't going to see stuff unless you keep bringing it to their attention. Yeah, Yeah. And often you can, you know, if you're tired of just saying, here's my video and here's a link, you know. yeah don't do that (laughs) yeah think think about the subject matter think about you know some part of it you can actually call out
1: yeah yeah answer a question solve a problem uh give a factor a tidbit and then put the video on there i think um i can't remember what jeff's last name is but i think one of my favorite things is on twitter uh, and i believe you follow jeff as well um jeff Mm -hmm. is a uh youtube expert And he will do that. He will do a post that is like, here's a problem and a solution. And he doesn't promote anything in that initial post, but he replies to himself with, if you found this useful, head over to my website and there, blah, 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 blah. Um, And I think that's great. So like anything you can do that is not in itself spammy on the surface, Mm -hmm. and then give a little... Anyway, um, but that also reminds me, I like to go in when possible on a live stream or a YouTube video, uh, add a pinned comment so that you have something at the top that everyone can see right away. And that should have some sort of question or call to action in it
0: as well. And I guess the other thing, and maybe we need to just do another show on, on YouTube, but again, yeah. you know, if you do, you can use those um, related video cards. You can you can use the end titles. Um, there are all kinds of things that you can explore. And obviously there are yeah. a million social media platforms out there. some of your doodles, right? Uh, Blue Sky is slowly getting bigger. It's funny. Um, I've been on there a while and, you know, you, you get given uh, invite codes from time to time and... Some weeks I haven't been able to give them away. And other times I have 50 people banging on my door to try and sure. get access. And Lily is just saying that she shares on IG and X, although I refuse to call it X, but you know yeah, what Yeah, me I mean. too. Twitter. <laughs> um, I need to get uh, more into just shorts to share on TikTok and make shorts of full videos here. Yeah, those are definitely worth uh, exploring.
1: Yeah, and we've done an entire show about vertical videos pretty recently. So you can check that out in our archives. Uh, for that, I would say, um, you know, the, the thing with, with vertical videos, obviously, I don't know if this is obvious, but a lot of those trends start on TikTok, then kind of move over to Instagram and then find their way to YouTube. Um, so there's like this trickle down trend thing happening. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's great, you know, and I've, I've basically seen the same numbers on all three of those platforms, plus I do a few others, uh, which are disappointingly 10x whatever i whenever i do a vod right now um but at the same time i'm like that took me a minute to make and it got 300 views i'm okay with that
0: (laughs) yeah and uh you know there are so many considerations and i'll i'll We don't have time for me to get on my soapbox today so just go and check out that video in the archives um but you know thank you so much for joining us there's been so much happening in the chat today we really love to see it but sam as we begin to wrap up where can people find out more about you and see your content and all that good stuff
1: yeah you can find me over at samproof.tv and all of my social links are in the top left there uh pretty much prioritized in order of how much i use them so you can find me on all of those uh platforms or hire me for jobs. And uh, if you like cats, head over to cuteavalanche.com and find one of our two different uh, 24-7 kitten cams.
0: Back to John. Yes, so if, if you need uh, if you need some more cuteness in your life, that's a great place to start. If you want to learn more about me and anything that I'm doing and all the OBS Studio tutorials and stuff, you can head over to johnlacy.com and there are links to all the various places at the bottom, actually, in the footer of that website. So... Thank you uh, to everybody uh, for joining us today. It's been great to have your company. Really enjoyed the, the conversation in the chat. If there are particular topics you'd like us to cover in the future, please let us know wherever you're watching this, and uh, we'll, we'll certainly love to explore those. And uh, I, just, I need to remember to do this because when I tell people to do this, they often actually do it. Oh, so yeah. like and subscribe please. to wherever you may be watching this. We do go out to literally all of the places. So, um, you know, stay in touch. all right so um have a great great weekend and uh a great week and we'll talk to you again soon